Welcome to the Tax Professionals Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you improve your tax career. Here's your host, Jack Bonehill. Take a look back at your last working week. How often did you have to explain tax rules or something else to another person? Given that you work in tax, my guess is that this is a fairly high number, but tax rules can be complicated and dry, which make it harder to explain clearly in a way which others understand. This is not made easier by the fact that, for example, you need to adapt the way you explain something depending on the person you are speaking to. Explaining tax rules and concepts clearly is a skill which needs to be acquired and developed over time to get right, and it's something we can always get better at. You may be naturally decent at this, but you'll always be able to improve. I was lucky enough to get a bit of a head start on explaining complicated thoughts from my maths degree. A big part of that was explaining complicated concepts and simplifying them down. That's right, I didn't just multiply big numbers together for three years. The skills I learnt from my degree put me in good stead for explaining complicated tax rules. I've still learnt a lot more through my experience of working in tax, and I'm sure I'll continue to learn lots more about this too. But in this episode, you will learn about ways that you can explain tax rules and other complicated information, clearly to increase the chance of others understanding Everything said in this episode is based on my own experiences and current understanding and I'm sharing this with you with the sole intent of helping you and other tax professionals to become better and improve. Without further ado, let's get to it. Before you're able to explain something complicated to other people, in my opinion you must first fully understand exactly what it is that you're explaining. I have this memory from university where one of my closest friends there, uh, Dom, uh, was explaining something to me from one of the classes that I wasn't understanding and he explained it to me probably about 50 times and I still was none the wiser. He seemed so sure that he understood what he was talking about and I just thought it was me. Um, We finally went to one of the lecturers, the one who was teaching the class, um, to ask about this, just to see if he could explain it to, to help me understand. And it turned out that my friend Dom didn't actually understand it himself and what he was explaining was wrong. That would explain why I just couldn't seem to understand what he was saying. So hopefully from that you can understand and see how it can be so important for you to first fully understand what you're explaining because otherwise it could come across as double dutch to the person that you're speaking to. Even more the case with tax rules, which we all know are very complicated and sometimes quite quirky. So when I'm talking about understanding here, I'm not just talking about being able to regurgitate or repeat something that you've learned. I mean, fully, truly understand it. Um, Once you understand it, you will be able to simplify it, come up with different ways of explaining the same thing, which will become particularly useful um, where you've tried explaining something in one way and the person doesn't understand. Uh, And if you don't understand it, I truly don't believe that you can explain it in different ways. So that will give you multiple ways of explaining the same thing then uh, and give more chances of you being able to help the other person that you're speaking to uh, to understand. A good way um, to ensure that you understand something fully is, I suppose, thinking about whether you would feel comfortable uh, answering questions that people could ask you which aren't straightforward and aren't just straight out of the textbook. Um, So if you can think about the rules and think about some weird questions that people could ask and you would feel comfortable explaining the answer to that, then that's a pretty good sign uh, that you fully understand the rules. So tip number one is fully understand the rules that you are explaining before you try and explain it to someone else. 
people have an easier time understanding things that are complicated, where it's kind of given to them in a structured and logical ordering. So the structure can actually be the difference between making something very easy or difficult to understand. So before you go about writing or explaining something verbally, think about the point that you actually want to get across and think about the route that you might go down to get there. And I don't mean you have to spend ages doing this, but if you're writing, you have a bit more time to do that. Uh, if you're doing it verbally, you need to have a, a kind of a, a quick idea of, of how you're going to do that if it's something you've not explained before. If you've done it before, you might have a decent idea how you're going to do that. When thinking about how to put your point across in the order that you're going to use, think about whether there's anything that you need to say first. Is there anything that is fundamental to understanding the end point? Do you need to go through a few hoops first? Um, so just a very simple example of this is you can't teach someone how to multiply or explain how to multiply before you've taught someone how to add that's a very basic example, but imagine that you were trying to teach someone to multiply who couldn't even add. It's not going to go well, is it? Uh, one from employment taxes, for example, is you can't really explain how to do a pay-as-you-earn calculation until someone understands how a tax code works or how the basic rate thresholds or percentages work. So hopefully you can get the idea uh, there that you sometimes need to explain something first in order for the person to understand what you're going to say next. In some cases, it might not be absolutely essential to say some information first, but even then having a logical order to do it in a way that makes sense to other people will usually help and make it easier for that person to understand. But outside of those things that must be said first, you can be fairly flexible in how you do it, but just make sure that it's in a way that is fluid, it flows, and each point that you make will easily lead on to the other. So as I've kind of briefly just upon already, uh, if you're explaining something in writing rather than verbally, then you have more time to think about this and more time to play with so that you can move the text around, change the structure of it so that you can make sure that there's a logical and clear flow to the points that are being explained. Uh, and when the, when the order isn't right, you can easily move it around. That's the beauty of using Microsoft Word or other things on a computer. Uh, but when the order is in a good order that makes sense and is easy to understand, it will be pretty clear because when you're reading it, it will be an easy read. Don't be scared to mess around with it. Um, when you're trying to, I suppose, build the skill of explaining things in a logical order, it is going to take time initially. So don't be scared to keep messing around with it and keep changing the order that something's said in, maybe even changing the words that you've used as well. Explaining something verbally um, where you've never explained it verbally before or maybe not even in writing before is, is going to be a bit more difficult than it would be in writing. But when you're explaining something verbally, you can give someone the opportunity to ask questions so that if something isn't making sense, then you have an opportunity to, to put that right. Some ways I think you can make it easier to explain something verbally in a, in a good order is to um, have written something about it first. So let's say you've written briefer notes or you've given some advice on it before in an email, then that's probably giving you a bit of an idea of how you might go about structuring um, your answer because it's helping you to organise your thoughts. You've probably already done it before. If you're giving a presentation or you know that you're going to have to explain something in particular in a meeting in advance, then you could maybe... Note down a few bullet points um, of the order that you want to explain things and then when you're in the meeting you can follow that. Um, so as I say overall, it is a bit harder when you're doing things verbally 
um, but there are ways that you can help to make it easier and have a have a good structure still and that's by maybe writing about it first bullet pointing the points um, that you want to make in a, in a good order beforehand if you have the chance and also giving people the chance to ask you questions asking them whether they understand asking them whether it makes sense asking whether they need anything explaining again there will be circumstances where Someone doesn't understand something you've just explained and they won't tell you about it. But in those scenarios, there isn't really anything you can do. All you can do is try and create an environment where they feel like they can point out or ask questions. Uh, That's all you can do really in that situation. This is one of the, I suppose, harder tips from this episode um, because it's almost impossible to get it right every single time. There's no set formula for it, but... You've got to tailor your explanations to the audience that you're speaking to. This was something that I found quite frustrating early on uh, in my tax career, particularly when I started with my current employer, um, because I would draft a response to to one question um, for one client. Uh, it would be reviewed and amended, sent to the client, and then pretty much the same question would get asked again by a different client. I would pretty much reproduce the same answer from before. And then when it was reviewed, it was changed again. And a a completely different approach was taken. And the reason that was being done is because the person who was reviewing uh, that work understood the client, what information they would want to have and the language that they needed to be able to understand it clearly. That was something that I didn't have because I didn't know the client well. And also it wasn't something I'd experienced in doing because really I was just, I suppose... Um, more interested in getting the technical answer right. I suppose even after um, I went through those experiences where the same question was being answered in different ways and it was frustrating to me, I still didn't really fully appreciate, I suppose, how important it was to tailor something correctly to your audience until I had this one example from work. Uh, It was to do with employment status and explaining employment status to someone. Um, It wasn't until that scenario where I really fully appreciated how important it is to tailor to your audience Um, and I went in from a pretty technical perspective uh, on these explanations Um, it was all in a in a written report and uh, (laughs) I suppose really looking back in hindsight it wasn't really a particularly commercial report or a practical report it was uh, much more technical than it should have been um, and the client's was not at all happy with the report. Uh, They didn't really understand it. Uh, They didn't feel it was practical. Uh, They didn't feel like it was of much use to them. Although technically correct, um, they were not happy with it. Now I know this client much better and I kind of appreciate the importance of tailing to your audience. Looking back at that report, I I can see easily why it was not appropriate for the person that I was writing to. The person doesn't particularly like or get along well with technical information Uh, they prefer high level surface level only really worried about uh, the answer not kind of the route you you go through to get there Um, and then even when you do get there they want a practical answer from it so that goes to show just how um, I suppose that was my example really of where I could where I learned that um, talent to your audience is really quite important So some things you can think about uh, when trying to tailor your explanations to a particular audience is think about what your audience uh, will want to know. What are the points that are going to be important to them and what stuff is not going to be important to them? 
Think about the audience's prior knowledge. Uh, do you need to go back to basics and explain something beforehand? Or can you jump straight in with um, the later details, I suppose? Um, so think about what they know, particularly in, in terms of the language you use as well. Are they going to understand uh, jargon? Are you going to have to explain the jargon? Um, so think carefully about the language you use. Think about how much you need to simplify something uh, as well. I suppose that is related to um, jargon, but uh, you can always simplify things a bit more and just think how much you need to do that and uh, whether or not simplifying is going to take away important points that this audience person is going to need or whether uh, they can live without that. Um, and also, I suppose, think about whether or not your audience likes deep technical knowledge or whether they like something to be quite high level. So if you're writing something for, say, a tax partner or your manager um, and they've asked you to give them the answer on a particular question, then you're you're going to be much more technical in that than you would be than, say, if the client asked it. And again, on top of that, um, if someone from HR asked you the same question, maybe you'd answer it differently to if someone um, who's a finance director or someone who worked in finance asked you the question. So I know titles aren't a definitive, I suppose, answer for knowing how you need to uh, explain something in terms of the language you use and how simple you go. But um, it's a bit of an indicator, particularly where you don't really know the person that well uh, and you only really know their job title or what they do. Uh, at work you can use that to your advantage and obviously then the better you get to know someone the better you can be at tailoring your explanations to that audience really tailoring to your audience is much more of an art than it is a science it is going to be impossible to get it uh, correct 100% of the time but you can just take on board indicators and little things to try and do it as well as possible and it definitely comes with experience it's not something that will come to you overnight you may be thinking, what can you do in situations where you're giving a presentation to multiple people or where you're giving an explanation to multiple people at the same time who all have various levels of knowledge and um, like things explained in various different ways? And well, in that circumstance, really, you've just got to try and uh, target it for as many people as you can. And maybe uh, if anyone... Uh, needs to know the detail more than others you can maybe focus more on explaining it right to that person it's going to depend on the situation but those are some things that you can think about uh, when say you're giving a presentation or talking to multiple people explaining the same thing uh, at the same time i've already hinted at this one already but uh, allow your audience to ask you questions and also uh, try and check the other person's understanding so by ask, uh, by allowing someone to ask you questions when you're explaining something, uh, that allows you to see uh, where they may not understand something. So then you can specifically try and re-explain that one point. Um, obviously, you're reliant on the person asking those questions and then you know where they don't understand. But where they do it, it's very valuable and it will make your life much easier when trying to help someone to understand a complicated tax concept. The person being explained to, of course, has some responsibility to ensure they understand too. So you would like to think they would ask the questions, but that might not always be the case for whatever reason that could be. And all you can do in that circumstance is try as much as you can. Uh, I suppose create an environment where they feel like they can ask questions. You could also give them multiple opportunities. 
um, to do that. Um, kind of the second part of this tip, which is check the other person's understanding, would definitely not be appropriate in all circumstances. Let's say um, you're not going to ask the client to explain to you what their understanding is after you've just explained something to them. But where you're working with, say, a more junior person or someone else um, in your team, then you can ask them to, I suppose, tell them what they think is meant by what you've just explained to them. And then when they explain it back to you, that will give you an opportunity to see if there's any areas where they've misunderstood. Um, So this could come in handy at times. I do this quite a lot when it comes to delegating rather than explaining a complicated tax point because I know when it comes to delegating sometimes I can probably come across as confusing because I keep adding extra points in towards the end but it equally applies to explaining complicated tax rules uh, where particularly where a colleague definitely needs to understand them before they go on to do a piece of work. Um, So ask them to, I suppose, explain them what their understanding is that gives you the opportunity to find out where there's any misunderstandings and then uh, correct those for them. Just before we jump on to the next uh, section, um, if you're finding this episode useful or have been finding other episodes of the podcast useful, um, then to support the podcast, uh, I would really appreciate it if you could please let uh, one other person know within the next week about the podcast and a particular episode that you think um, they would find interesting and beneficial to help improve their tax career. Word of mouth really helps to spread the word about the podcast and it helps me to get a wider reach with the podcast and to help more people. And it also um, will help me to build a community of people who are like-minded in relation to their tax career progression uh, and maybe at some point in the future. If you're unsure which episodes uh, to let them know about, then of course you could just choose this one. Without further ado, let's continue with the episode. The next one is to use examples and handouts uh, if they're appropriate. Uh, Examples are really good because it puts things into context. It gives background and it allows people to see how something might actually actually work in reality rather than just in theory. Uh, So quite early on um, in my tax career, probably within the first two years, um, we had one client where a meeting was set up and the sole intention was to explain the difference between two sets of rules. Uh, For those of you that work in employment tax, that was uh, the managed service company rules and the IR35 rules, both which basically apply uh, to situations where individuals provide services to uh, limited companies. And so to get us ahead and ready for that uh, meeting, what I decided to do was uh, create a briefing document that first off explains the rules and the theory behind it to the extent that the client needed to know that. And then afterwards, I set out a bunch of different examples and scenarios um, to help further exemplify and explain those rules to the clients, give them that colour, give them the context, uh, let them see how it would actually play out in reality. Um, and so then in relation to each example and each scenario, um, which I suppose this was an unusual thing to do with a client, but it worked so well in this circumstance, um, was I read out the scenario and I asked them what they thought. The answer was before uh, I told them, uh, basically, so they could use uh, the rules that I'd explained to them previously to come to the answer themselves, because they really did need to know uh, how these rules worked uh, for their job. Uh, so I was really trying to help them understand this fully. I suppose the examples did two things here. They gave 
the client the opportunity to see how these rules could work in reality, but they also uh, gave us a chance to see whether or whether or not they fully understood them because when they gave us the answer to the scenario and they had to tell us why they thought that was the case, if they got it wrong, we could explain what the right answer is and why. So it was almost immediate feedback for them. And as I say, although this was unusual to do with a client, the feedback that we got from this was very good. Uh, The client found it a really, really useful session and I got some great feedback from my manager as well uh, at the time. Um, So that was a win-win scenario. Um, So use examples and handouts if they are appropriate. They do have their own time and place. Uh, It won't be appropriate to use them all the time. Um, And I suppose the other thing is when it comes to using just a handout, like the briefing note was in that scenario, um, it helps give you structure to those discussions like what I was talking about before. So you can follow and explain things in a logical order because you've already got them set down on paper, but you can just explain and add more around that. And since you're explaining it verbally, you then have the opportunity to allow the client to ask you questions to further enhance their understanding. So this next one is use visual aids, diagrams or flowcharts if appropriate. Uh, to help with uh, your explanations. Um, you've, you've probably heard of the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I think that is so true when it comes to some tax concepts. If you've studied towards the ATT or the CTA qualification, or I suppose any other professional qualification for that matter, you've probably come across situations where the lecturer or even the material that you're reading uses visual aids, diagrams, to explain a concept. Diagrams uh, also tend to stick in your mind uh, better than uh, a lot of words do. Uh, From studying the ATT, one example that really stood out and I even still remember now in my mind is where to basically explain how the income tax calculation works where there's lots of different forms of income, non-savings, savings, dividends. Uh, You probably know this if you've done the ATT but Uh, This jug diagram that my lecturer used at the time where basically the measurements on the jug were the different bands for uh, the different tax rates and showing how it kind of fitted together when there's different forms of income really stood out in my mind and I still remember it uh, to this day. So it goes to show really, at least for me, and if you've had similar uh, examples where diagrams have been used to explain something and it's made it very easy for you to understand you can see how powerful these are and so why not use um, the same technique when it comes to your job where it's appropriate it's particularly appropriate when you're giving uh, presentations but even if you're just explaining something to someone uh, in a meeting or face to face then you know (laughs) ignoring covid times and going back to normality Um, But you could literally just sketch something out very quickly on a piece of paper uh, and that could make the understanding uh, for the other person much easier. Uh, So an example where I do this quite a lot is uh, where I'm explaining how some tax rules apply to a long recruitment sector supply chain because I do a lot of work in the recruitment sector. And every time I use a a diagram to explain it, you can also almost see like a light bulb moment um, for the client. I've used it so many times and every time it's been very helpful. Um, You might be a bit sceptical about it, but why not give it a try? Um, I'm sure you'll find it uh, really useful. So this is uh, less of a tip, 
but more of uh, encouragement, I suppose, is just know that uh, explaining complicated thoughts and concepts does get easier with practice. So just continue to make a conscious effort to try and become better uh, at explaining things. Apply some of the tips from this uh, podcast. Um, Try things, experiment. Um, If if you do that, I have no doubt that over time uh, you will find it much easier to explain things that are complicated, um, particularly to people who don't want things explained to them in a complicated way. I can vouch for that because I've become so much better over the past five years at doing this. Um, I suppose I'm uncomparable to what I was like at the start now. Um, so give give yourself time, allow the skill to mature, uh, get as much feedback as you can from your colleagues. That's very easy when it comes to um written pieces of work but also try and do it um, when you're giving verbal explanations as well um particularly presentations that's a good example um to ask for feedback and really just find out what works for you so what i've said in this video really are all things that i've found useful um and they've been useful for me in different times and different scenarios um to give them a go You might find the useful, you might not, but experiment, find out what works for you, and over time, just know that it does get easier and better with practice. So just in summary then for this episode, uh, my tips for explaining complicated tax rules and concepts clearly to other people is to first fully understand whatever it is that you're explaining to someone else. Uh, Two, structure your explanations in a way which makes it easier for others to follow and understand. Three, tailor your explanations dependent on your audience. Four, allow your audience to ask questions and check the other person's understanding if appropriate. Five, use examples and handouts. Six, use visual aids which could include diagrams, flow charts or some other form of drawing. Um, And seven, just know that with practice that it does get easier and you will find it simpler to do but make sure that you're making a conscious effort to improve upon this. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you haven't listened to uh, some of these already, you may find some of the following episodes of the podcast uh, useful. Uh, They're related to this episode. Um, They are how to write good quality and practical tax advice, which is episode 10. Uh, How to build and maintain strong tax knowledge to excel as a tax professional, which is episode six, and uh, how to undertake effective tax research, which is episode one. Uh, There'll be a link to all of these episodes uh, and maybe some other similar episodes too um, in the show notes to this episode, uh, which you can find at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash TTPP18. That's thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash TTPP18. And TTPP18 just stands for the Tax Professionals Podcast Episode 18. As mentioned earlier, if you found this episode or been finding other episodes of the podcast in general helpful, uh, to support the podcast, could you please let one other person know in the next week about the podcast and a particular episode that you think would be beneficial to them and their tax career in particular. And if you can't think of any particular episodes, you can just use this one. Um, But that's it for this episode. I hope you found the episode useful and have taken away some useful points that you can use to help improve and develop your tax career. Until next time. Mm